it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is, girlfriend. Buckle up. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who doesn't want to deprogram Donald Trump's voters. Hillary Clinton hitting the media rounds again yesterday. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. And I think pretty much everybody agrees, but the People's Pantsuit says it might be time to deprogram Trump supporters. What the hell did you just say? Funniest thing in the world, Hillary. We got to watch Trump's rhetoric. It's dangerous. He says inflammatory things. Also... We need to round people up and deprogram them. Oh, shut up, woman. Just no self-awareness, and it's why she was so bad at politics. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of the action today. Kim Douglas, TV legend, going to be joining us in the third hour. Lincoln Fela, my son, calling in from eighth period. Cutting class. You're welcome, America, to tell us who to bet in tomorrow's matchup. Between the Clark Rams and whoever the heck they're playing. I don't even know. I'm forgetting the opponents at this point. The Rams coming off back-to-back shutout wins. They beat my high school 46 to nothing. Then last week they went on the road and Mineola won 40 to nothing. Uh, the captain, Lincoln Fela, and the Clark Rams riding high. So we will share that family moment on the back end of the show. Uh, as far as the front end is concerned, all are welcome. Calls, texts, tweets, carrier pigeons. Smoke signals are fine if Elizabeth Warren's listening. 888-788-9910. You know the deal. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could be a Libertarian. You could be an Independent. All we ever ask is that you don't be a... Happy Friday. And we are now one Friday. If you, you know, follow my personal saga, my exploits on and off the air, uh, we are exactly one week away from the taping of my big stand-up special at the Paramount in Huntington on Long Island next Friday. Really, like, really seriously exciting stuff. Uh, last night I was on Hannity. If you missed it, it's on the Fox Across America website, foxacrossamerica.com. And what Sean and I have been doing uh, with his live studio tapings is we do the TV show, and when it's over, he hands it off to me, because we have a live audience there, and I work out my stand-up act in front of the Hannity fans. This could be a problem. <laughs> no, it's not a problem. They love it. We have a great time. Uh, They've been a phenomenal audience. I owe him some type of a producer's credit when this thing finally hits your television screens because Hannity has been an instrumental figure. Uh, Harris Faulkner, uh, I just bid her adieu. I was on the Faulkner Focus, and if you want to see that TV hit, you will see that on the Fox Across America website as well. But right now we will stick to my actual job, which is that of the fastest-growing radio show in the country if we are, in fact, talking about weight that boy is a P.I.G. pig. Now, I don't know. There's probably a fatter radio host than me, right? There, had, no, there has to be. I've been to some of these talker conventions. Now, let's hold on. Hold on. I take it back. You know what? Actually, <laughs> I'm a fashion model. <laughs> All right, whatever. But let's get on message because I was just talking to Harris about Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton's big appearance last night. And you need to note this about Hillary Clinton really, really quickly. She's in the same position as Gavin Newsom. 
okay? As you know, Gavin Newsom wants to be the Democratic nominee. This is not okay. I don't doubt she feels that way because guess what? Hillary wants to be the Democratic nominee. Tell them like it is. Okay, they're both doing as much media as humanly possible because they know the internal rumblings are there in the Democratic Party. They want Biden off the ticket. Seventy percent of Americans think the country's headed in the wrong direction. So what they're doing is they're adhering to party orthodoxy. You don't primary an incumbent. You get out there. You endorse the pants off of them. And then when they, lo and behold, jump out of the race, you get to act like you're some type of a reluctant nominee. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. That's what this is. Well, I didn't want to run. But when my country called collect, I was ready to do the job. I don't feel no ways tired. That's exactly what she's doing. Same thing with Newsom. Okay. They're trying to look like accidental nominees. They do as much media as possible. Like Gavin Newsom, every day he gets on TV, says, I'm not running. You are so full of sh. Yeah, Gavin Newsom is so committed to not running, he's debating Ron DeSantis on Hannity on November 30th. Okay, that's how committed he is to not running. He is so committed to not running that you could go to GavinNewsom.com and make a donation right now just to help him not run. Okay, that's the message you're getting out of Newsom. Come on, don't bullshit me. But Hillary's just the same. She wants to run. Okay, understand this about Hillary Clinton. A year ago, she was on TV at an event with Chelsea Clinton. You might remember this, jog your brain, where she read the speech she would have given had she won the presidency. Okay? Think about that. That was embarrassing. But take it past that. Okay? She read the speech she would have given had she won the presidency. That is a woman who is not at peace with not being president. Bingo. Okay, imagine this, folks. You run into your girlfriend. Someone, your, your ex, your boyfriend, someone you broke up with 30 years ago. You run into them on the street and they read you the wedding vows they would have read you had you gotten married way back then. That can't be good. You are running for your life. You're like, this is a crazy person. Okay, she is a crazy person, a bitter bus driver who goes on TV and says, maybe it's time to start deprogramming. We're going to deprogram the Trump voters. What the hell did you just say? Okay, listen to this. This is fascinating. In one breath, the rhetoric's too extreme. In the next, the most extreme thing I've ever heard of. Round them up. Lock them up. Brainwash them. That's what we got to do. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. She has a filthy mind because all she ever wants to be is president. And she swore up and down and sideways it was her birthright in 2016. Wrong. But don't ever forget. What did she tweet on her birthday in 2016? Happy birthday to this future president. (laughs) Did not age the best. Here's the clip, clip 28. There wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, Mm -hmm. Um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a 
formal deprogramming of the cult members. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. Did you hear that? At some point, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Can you think of anything more garbage, more disdainful? Just the seething, dripping contempt contempt she has for people who don't vote for her. But what is she ultimately lashing out against? It's not the individual. It's the individual's connection to Donald Trump. Correct the mundo. Okay, it burns her balls that Donald Trump has this type of loyalty from his supporters. That Donald Trump has people that will vote for him despite 91 ridiculous indictments, despite a Mueller probe that was completely fabricated out of thin air. It was made up by these sick people. Voters that'll stick with him despite the fact that he got impeached for looking into what we all know Joe Biden did in Ukraine. That was the impeachment. It was what? Well, you got to impeach him because he was threatening to withhold aid from Ukraine. Anyone who does that should die in prison. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. I mean, man. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. And it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. <laughs> I don't know that he quite mooned the Packers fans, uh, but it was still disgusting nonetheless. Because here's the thing, man. Okay. And you need to understand this. Okay. They have hatched a strategy for 2024, no matter who the Democratic nominee is going to be. Okay. It's insult and indict. Insult Trump supporters. They're in a cult. They're stupid. And indict Trump. So in the general election, you can go, look, the guy's indicted. He's going to court every day. Look at him. But you understand the reason it's not hurting Trump is they've discredited themselves. This is what they're down to now. The Democrats have no sale. You can't look at Americans, any American, and say that they're better off now than they were when the Democrats took over. That ship has sailed. You can't look at an America Okay, where seven million people have crossed the border, okay, and say, you know, this record level of fentanyl overdose deaths, you know, we're better off because of those. You can't say that. Okay. People look out the doors in their cities now and they see overwhelming resources from seven million people who've crossed the southern border. What Buenos Dias. Okay, you look at crime rates, you look at inflation, you look at the cost of gas, you look at the downgrade in education, you look at the overall decline in the quality of life around the country, and you go, oh, I get it. The Democrats ruined everything. They ruined everything. Okay, understand, the border wasn't a problem when they took over. It was not a problem. We had reduced illegal border crossings by 80%. Okay, remain in Mexico, forced asylum seekers to remain in Mexico. So if, in fact, they got caught at the border, they got put in Mexico. Ergo, it discouraged people from trying to come illegally to begin with. It took the teeth out of the cartels and the human traffickers and the drug smugglers who are exploiting our border. Okay, the situation was demonstrably exponentially better. Okay, the economy, inflation, 
core price index of goods, 16 percent lower when Trump was in office, which means you could love Biden. You could say Trump's tweets are mean. But on average, you're paying about 16 percent more for your products when you go to the grocery store. That's bad. Okay, when you look at what's going on on the world stage, okay, Russia is in Ukraine. China has encircled Taiwan because they don't respect what we did in Afghanistan. Biden is such a disaster. So there's no sale to be made. You don't feel safer on the streets and your kids aren't getting any smarter in the schools. I love the poorly educated. So the only sale they can make is the sale of social pressure. Okay, these guys are in a cult, you know. It's dangerous what's going on in America. It's so dangerous what they might do that we should do it first. That's what the Democrats have done. That's been the Trump era, a manufactured hysteria that allowed them to take away the rights of Americans just like a COVID emergency. They declared a Trump emergency. That's what they did. It's a Trump emergency. Got to suspend his rights. Yeah, we've never indicted a president in the 247-year history of the country, but it's a Trump emergency, you see. We got to. We got to indict a president not once, but 91 times. That's how bad the emergency is. Okay, Newsweek, on the cover, this week, the title is The Enemy Within and discusses how the FBI is looking into the biggest domestic threat facing our country, which is Trump in voters. Wrong. Do you realize what's going on here? They are waging a rhetorical war on Trump and his supporters in the press because that's the only way they're going to get Democratic votes. And if they don't get enough of them, yes, they are willing to lock them up. They're saying so in the cover of Newsweek. Okay, Hillary Clinton's willing to go as far as to deprogram you. And don't think for a second those words don't carry weight with people who were fine firing from your job and destroying your livelihood if you didn't get a vaccine that didn't even work. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Are you going to tell me the people who would fire your job and take away your ability to feed your family wouldn't throw you in jail because you don't vote the way they want you to? Again, the vaccine doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't stop transmission. The definition of a vaccine is that it would stop transmission. This vaccine doesn't stop transmission. But to this day, if a mandate came back, they'd be fine with firing you from your job because it's never about controlling a virus. It's always about controlling you. Just like when Hillary says, oh, it's a cult. We've got to change the rhetoric. It's not about controlling the conversation. It's about controlling you. It's about controlling the country. It's about getting their way at the polls. That's what's going on right now. Okay, Hillary Clinton calls them a cult because she's trying to brand them as people no sensible person would want to be associated with. You wouldn't want to join a cult. Okay, but understand if they apply the social pressure, that's going to shave off a few votes for them. They can't do it talking about the economy, can't do it talking about the climate, can't do it talking about the border, can't do it talking about crime, can't do it talking about your kids' education. What am I leaving out? Food's too expensive to eat and you can barely afford to put gas in your car. What is the sale here? Okay, there isn't one. So they've turned the sale into vote for us or else. I got a bad feeling about this. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today.
There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. And for real, for real, for real, just so we're on the same page here, the reason they are insulting Trump voters right now, they're putting the pressure on right now, like it's election day tomorrow, and they're waging that shame campaign, is they have a real problem in the polls right now. The polls famously oversample Democrats because they're not really there to report opinion. They're there to shape it. They're usually using the polls to try to drive down Republican turnout. Oh, there's no point showing up. Trump's going to lose by 30 points. Okay, but in this instance, even with them oversampling Democrats, okay, the polls show that Biden is getting crushed by every metric. And these are not my words. This is not some Fox News strongman trying to get you riled up. This is MSNBC. I'm going to play you a clip right now from Morning Joe. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Gotta do it, man. If I gotta listen to this, you gotta listen to this. Here it is, clip 29. They're saddled with this Trump issue, and if they were had any other candidate there, I think there'd be real alarm among Democrats and the White House about what these polls are showing. We just ticked through one of the, that Marquette University poll we just showed there. Yes, the top line shows Trump and Biden. Biden up slightly, but within the margin of error. It's a close race. We know that. But look at this. Republicans Holy over cow. Democrats on issues like inflation, the economy, immigration. These are 25, nearly 30-point margins 30, creating 30, jobs. Yeah, it's huge, unbelievable. Huge, huge numbers. Now, the other way, Democrats, as you might expect, more you know, trusted more on climate change, abortion policy, policy health care, Medicare, and the like. But Elections so often, Joe, as you well know, are decided on the economy. And these are big warning signs here. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, he's screwed. Okay, because the things that people go to the polls on, as they said, are the economy. And 70% of the people do not approve of the job Joe Biden is doing on the economy. But when he talks about those gaps of economy, immigration, Trump versus Biden in a head-to-head matchup on these issues, more Americans trust Trump on the key issues. The economy, immigration. Do you understand? That stuff matters. Jobs, it matters. Okay, fuel, it matters. Foreign policy, it matters. Okay, do you really in any world think the Democrats can win this thing because of their climate policy? The answer would be no. Great. They're like, oh, we're more trusted on the climate. That's what we're, we're going to, that's what we got going for us. Are you stupid or something? Nobody cares about the climate. If people cared about the climate, the Democrats would be passing climate bills. But instead, they pass them under the guise of the Inflation Reduction Act because they don't have the support for the climate. They have support for reducing inflation. The problem there is they're also the ones that it produced the inflation to begin with. Biden sucks. Truer words have never been spoken. That was a young Lincoln fellow, the current version, joining us in a little while on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together on a Friday. We'll get there. 888-788-9910. If you want to sing back up, uh, we're going to have a real talk right now about why the media is such a destructive force in this country. And I'm not, believe me, I'm not trying to get you mad. I'm just trying to get you to a place of perspective so you understand how this game is played. And people of all shapes and sizes, all stripes, all parties, okay, I'm not on the radio trying to get you to vote Republican. 
I'm on the radio trying to get every single person who listens to me to understand how we're damaging the country by allowing politics to transpire the way they do. What I mean by that, and this is interesting, is there's this real have it both ways thing going on in the media right now, which is always going on. The media is a bunch of losers. But it's a little more glaring in this moment, okay? You know, one thing you hear a lot about double standards is like, you know, they want to lock Trump up because he said the 2020 election was stolen, okay? Yet they didn't want to lock up anybody on this side. I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's treason! I was told that was treason! Are you kidding? Come on, man! But understand, they look the other way. They didn't care that the Democrats said it was stolen for four years. The Democrats challenged the certification of the electoral vote in 2016, the very first state in the alphabet they challenged. But when the Republicans were like, ah, something not right with this election, the Democrats were like, throw them in jail! Democrats are so full of crap. And the media played along. But it's going down right now on a larger scale when it comes to Trump and Biden and the potential 2024 matchup. So if you've heard of the hyperventilating in the media right now, Okay, there are people out there that are claiming that Trump spoke to some Australian billionaire about nuclear submarine secrets in our country that were technically classified. Now, are either of the sources quoted in this article listed by name? The answer would be no. No, they are not. Yet the media is running with this. Oh, it's a bombshell. We got these anonymous sources. Telling ABC Trump shared nuclear submarine information. It's a bombshell. It's a scandal. All hands on deck. This is the moment. But understand, okay, at the same time, that constitutes a bombshell all in. Okay, this is it. Lock them up. Throw away the key. The two anonymous sources said so. Okay, but at the same time, you understand, The media, okay, considers it nothing to see here, nothing to talk about. There's no there there. Why are we even talking about this? When two IRS whistleblowers come forward by name, two of Hunter Biden's business partners come forward by name. They have 150 bank records that cast aspersions on the legitimacy of the Biden's overseas business dealings. And what does the media say? Well, there's nothing to talk about. Why are we even talking about this? They don't have any evidence. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Again, anonymous sources against Trump means this is an all hands on deck moment. We've got two people that won't even put their name on their own claims all in. Come on, boys. Let's get him. Open up the missile silos. This is a situation. Code red. But faced with human evidence, people's names and faces and integrity and records, not to mention that these are people from the IRS These were people who were on the IRS A-team when it comes to foreign corruption. So the best of the best, the most elite unit we have when it comes to investigating international tax tax fraud, that most elite unit said there was something going on with the Bidens that wasn't up to snuff. Are you the big man, Joe? They were told they couldn't look into any references to the big man, and they had to just stop in their tracks. That's what they testified to. 
And the media goes, well, there's no evidence here. I don't know what we're even talking about this for. The Republicans, I mean, come on. This is total crap. But do you see where, at the same time, there's a performative hysteria when someone accuses Trump with nothing? Okay, guys, I'm not defending Trump. I'm defending our country. This is really bad for our country. If one side can get away with manipulating the conversation in a way that allows them to distance themselves from the facts because the facts aren't favorable to their party. That's what's going on. Don't ever forget, Trump got impeached over Ukraine because he wanted to look into the claims that the Bidens were corrupt in Ukraine. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, this is a family that got at least $20 million that we know of from shady overseas entities, despite the fact that none of their businesses had a declared purpose what in the wide wide world of sports is going on here so hunter's not selling real estate he doesn't have a consulting firm he just has 15 businesses with names and every time he's taking in money from a government or an outside entity that's trying to do business with our country while his dad's the vice president all of that money goes through 15 shell accounts and winds up in the bank accounts of family members 10 biden family members and some of the grandkids Does that sound like a legitimate way of doing business? The answer would be no. No, but we have to ignore all of it because others say we got no proof. What do you mean? Other, you know, I don't I still don't see a video of Biden taking a bag full of cash that had the words corruption written on the side. So as far as we're concerned, okay, you can hand him a video of Biden taking a bag of cash that said corruption on the side. And they'd be like, well, how do we know the money wasn't counterfeits, eh? Sure, he wanted the money. He wanted the wrongdoing. He took the bribes, but technically it wasn't real money, so he's really not guilty of anything. That's what they're doing right now. Okay, it's disgusting, but it's destructive for the country because it's denying us an honest conversation. Okay, we're not having an honest conversation about the state of the country. That's the point I'm trying to make. You understand, in Trump's case, there were rumblings that the Bidens were up to no good in Ukraine. Okay. do you know who the rumblings came from? Joe Biden. I play this clip all the time. Let's just sit. Hear me out for one more second. Okay, this is the scam of our time. Hey, Trump was threatened to withhold foreign aid from Ukraine. You can't do that. I played this earlier. Here is Biden doing that and bragging about it. Let me play it one more time. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. Whoa. He should be behind bars. Okay, understand. We were told Trump had committed treason. By threatening to withhold aid from Ukraine. That was the charge. Well, Trump told Ukraine they're not going to get military aid if they don't tell them everything they, they know about Biden. That was the charge. You cannot threaten to withhold military aid and make a foreign government do your bidding. That is Biden flat out admitting he threatened to withhold foreign aid unless they did his bidding. And oh, by the way, the prosecutor they fired was investigating the Bidens. Do you understand, okay, I'm not on the radio trying to get you mad. I'm trying to get your attention, okay? I care. I'm new enough to this 
that I want this broadcast to have a positive impact on the country. That's where I'm at right now. I'm not a gazillionaire who's just so out of touch with what it was like to be a regular person. I am a regular person all the way to the bank. If you come to my shows, you hang out with me afterwards, you leave feeling like you're the celebrity because I feel like you are. Okay, I'm just a dude, you know, who happens to find himself in a very fortunate position in terms of reach, in terms of visibility, in terms of the platform I happen to be on. And I've made the conscious decision to use it for good. I promise you, if I last long enough in this industry, there's going to be a fat Elvis version of me. I'm just yelling at you and selling you stuff. But I'm not that guy right now. I'm not. You have young Darth Vader. I'm Anakin Skywalker. Okay, at some point. Okay, you'll catch me with the black mask on, (laughs) but I'm not there yet. Okay, I'm just trying to have honest conversations with you because what they're doing to the country is so destructive. Listen to Jake Tapper here on CNN. Says, where are the Republicans that are calling out Trump, huh? Where are they? You know, we've got anonymous sources here. And even though anonymous sources were 0 for 132 in the Mueller probe, Don't you know that this is how this works? Anonymous sources slam your guy. You got to call them out. Okay, that's what he's demanding here. But understand, Jake Tapper and every jackass in the media want you to believe there's no reason to even discuss or cast any type of a jaundiced eye towards the Bidens, despite the fact that we don't have anonymous sources. We have IRS whistleblowers. We have the Bidens business partners. We have the Bidens bank records. This is where you realize just what garbage the media is. Listen to this. Clip 17. In Kelly's view, Trump doing that, Trump saying, Trump saying, you know, and not so long ago, a guy like Milley would be executed for such a thing. In Kelly's view, that's that's Trump wanting somebody to act. If you look at the statement that he gave me, wanting somebody to take the matters into his own hands, that call for violence. And I think that's one of the things that's so shocking about it is. Other than the likes of the Kinzingers and the Cheneys and the Romneys of the world, where are the Republicans, including the Nikki Haley's and the Ron DeSantis's and the Tim Scott's who are running against Trump? Why are they not saying anything about this sort of thing? So he's talking specifically about allegations against Trump and slandering veterans. The CNN clip specifically that I wanted to reference is Norm Eisen. Listen to this as well. It is clip 15. The reason we have these rules, and he's not charged with disseminating the information, a different crime. He's charged with uh, unlawfully possessing it. But the reason we have these rules is precisely because of the risk that uh, it will get into the wrong hands. It also sheds light on his intent. In any criminal case, you have to prove state of mind. And so it's relevant on that ground. But... We do have to caution, of course, it's a media report now. It does not uh, appear to be in the case, certainly is not in the existing charges. We'll see if it enters the case, but very damaging, even if it turns out not to have been strictly accurate. Oh, it's very damaging, even if it turns out not to be strictly accurate. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. Do you get that? Well, even if it's not real, it's damaging. That's the point. Okay, this is being leaked anonymously, so it doesn't have to be real. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's how this works. That's how the Mueller probe worked. 
You leak this stuff anonymously, and then you pour media gasoline all over the fire. Oh, my, did you hear what happened? Oh, did you get it? At least they're being upfront about the strategy now, which is they just need a conviction in the court of public opinion. Day in and day out, they want to win the news cycle. Here's Maggie Haberman saying this is why Biden cut off Trump's access. You know this report that none of us know whether or not it's real? Well, because we've reported on other things we didn't know whether or not they were real, Biden cut off Trump's access. This is how they do it. It's a death by a thousand cut scenario manufactured by them. Clip 16. And there was an, an infamous Oval Office meeting with two Russian officials where he is said to have spilled some sensitive information that uh, upset Israeli officials. He tweeted out a classified picture of an Iranian launch site. I think it was in 2019. You know, this is something he has done for a while. Uh, this is the kind of behavior that added to why President Biden cut off Trump's briefings that ex-presidents get to sensitive information and classified briefings, because according to the current president, you know, what what could happen other than that Trump would slip up and say something? Oh, man, Maggie Haberman. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, and let's be clear. Trump has no verbal discipline, so it's not wrong to say that he talks a loose game because he absolutely does. But everything she just accused him of and said was a excuse me, justification for cutting off his access is all hearsay. You have no one on record. You have no proof. These are the manufactured leaks they use to discredit the guy. That's where we are, okay? And I'm just telling you because I care. The Bidens themselves were engaged in a foreign influence peddling scheme. I know that, and the reason you know that is because there'd be no other reason for Hunter Biden to be getting money from these governments. You just start right there. Okay, Hunter Biden has no background in energy. Yet an energy company calls him up while he's bottoming out as a drug addict at the Chateau Marmont in California. Okay, runs up a hooker bill that's so high he needs his father to step in and pay for the hookers. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. But understand, okay, thrown out of the Chateau Marmont for doing too many drugs. That's the place where. Belushi overdosed. It's the place where Jim Morrison used to crash his car into the side of the building to announce he was there, yet Hunter Biden was too rowdy for the place. I got to get him out. Okay, you mean to tell me a guy with no background in any industry whose dad just happens to be the sitting vice president of the United States is getting called because people were legitimately sitting in a boardroom on the other side of the world and looking at him for his expertise in energy? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Hunter was the bag man. They bought Biden through Hunter. That went on, okay? We have contradictory statements by Biden himself on these issues. No, never talk to my son about his business dealing. No, the laptop's Russian disinformation. No, I never met with his business partners. Now, what do we come to find out? Laptop's real. Uh, He's not only met his business partners, he's called into 26 business meetings. He's gone out to dinner with him. He's played golf with him. The business partners themselves say Joe Biden was the the brand and Hunter was doing the selling. Okay, we have all of the contradictions. But you understand they're not showing any interest in it. They're going, oh, if these anonymously sourced reports about Trump. Okay, and this is the attention I'm trying to get here. Okay, when we get on the air. You be Democrat listening right now. You could be hate listening to Fox News. I love it. I think it's hot. That's sexy. Okay. I'm just trying to remind you that I'm not making these points to beat you. I'm making these points because you're on my team. You don't have to vote the same way as me. Okay. We are all on the same American team. We are living in the same country as it goes, we go. 
right now. It is going off a cliff, okay? I know President Biden is the name of the president, but right now it feels like the country is being driven home by Ted Kennedy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The hot rumor in politics is that RFK Jr. is going to announce a bid as an independent this Monday. Come on, man. We haven't spent a ton of time on RFK Jr., but there's debate about who this will harm the most. Does it harm the Republican Party because he's kind of anti-war and anti-vax and everything in between? Or does it hurt the Democrats because they're going into a voting booth and seeing the name Kennedy? Okay, truth be told, it's going to be really interesting because it depends who the Democratic nominee is going to be. But JFK would be considered a right wing strongman in today's Democratic Party. That's the problem. Okay, a guy who had actual America first policies wouldn't be terribly popular. Okay, in this day and age. And that might be part of the challenge. But when we look out at the political landscape, the one thing I can tell you that we know to be true is this ain't the race. Okay, between now and Election Day, between Trump, Biden, okay, the eight people that are trying to challenge Trump, the people trying to challenge Biden, this race is going to shake up dramatically. You mark my words, we're going to be voting for two candidates, and we really don't know who they are in this moment because the whole thing's such a mess. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. And here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. That is us. We are number one, numero uno. Uh, but we are not playing championship ball at the moment. If you look around, we have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing, especially when it comes to the border. We're going to have a grown up talk in this hour about the hot new improv show called Whose Wall Is It Anyway? Because the White House, Secretary Mayorkas, now building a border wall, uh, but telling us that they are against doing so. Democrats are so full of crap. No, no, we don't think they work. We don't support building one. We're just going to build one. Do you understand? (laughs) It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. My favorite thing in the world. The official explanation out of the Biden administration after news broke that Secretary Mayorkas issued a statement saying that we needed to build this barrier along the southern border for a specific stretch of land. The White House turned around and said, oh, it's a it's a law. Money was earmarked. It was appropriated for the wall. And there's nothing we can do about it. That is balderdash and hogwash. And mm-hmm. OK, and we know this. Why? Because their administration announced they were suspending 26 laws in order to expedite the process of building this wall. Do you understand? And take it a step further. This is an administration that has fought all the way to the Supreme Court on every one of its wants and needs. Hey, we'd like to give away billions of dollars in student loan forgiveness. Okay, that's what we're going to do. Thanks, big government weenuses. Well, those big government weenuses, as Kennedy famously said, 
Okay, wound up having to fight all the way to the Supreme Court to give that money away, but the court said... Now, in this instance, the Biden administration is just like, nah, the law is the law. Nothing we can do about it, so we should probably just build this law, right? Straight clown stuff. So they're building it. They're waiving 26 laws to build it faster, but they're telling you, oh, it's nothing we have to because the law. Okay, they're so concerned. Do you understand the, the, the ridiculousness of this moment? They're so concerned with respecting the law that they are waiving 26 laws. That is so embarrassing. It really is because they don't see themselves. It's like Hillary Clinton saying, you know, Trump's rhetoric is too extreme. It might be time that we round up his supporters and deprogram them. Because nothing says you're concerned with extreme rhetoric like saying you're going to round up somebody's supporters and give them a lobotomy. That's who Hillary Clinton is. She's worse than Kamala. My goodness. But let's talk about the wall because everybody's building it, but nobody wants it. That's where we live now. Here's Biden telling you border wall doesn't work. Clip uh, one. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. That is a lie. If he didn't believe the border wall worked, he wouldn't be building a border wall. Okay, they're waiving 26 laws for this to happen faster. If you say there's nothing I can do, it's the law, then you let all these environmental laws obstruct the process and you let this thing drag out for years and years. Okay, you're not rushing the process if it's something that you yourself don't want. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is Biden and everybody else in the administration is full of What they're trying to do is have it both ways. They know they need to cut down on the legal border crossings. They do. Okay, it's a desperate situation for them. Sixty two percent of the country does not approve of Joe Biden's border policies right now. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Okay, they're disgusted by what's going on at the border and the fact that migrants are winding up all over every one of these sanctuary cities now who started off by telling you no human was illegal. And now that the humans started showing up in their communities, they've said, get him out of here. Get him out. But to be clear, not just to him. Okay. Could be a uh, pregnant her. She shows up. Now get her out. Get her out of here. Her little daughter. Now get her out. Get her out of here. Her Barbie dolls. Now get her out. Get her out of here. Do you understand? They don't want them here. Okay. Their mayors, their governors, the resources are strained. We can't have this here. Get rid of them. The same people who tell you no human being is illegal. They're all illegal if they wind up having to pay for them themselves. That's the scam of this moment. Now, understand, we're not anti-migrant in this country. We just want them to come here legally. Be a part of the system. Buy in, pay taxes, get jobs, vote in a lot, whatever the heck you got to do. Okay, but do it legally. What the Democrats want is a problem because they exploit that problem, and it allows them to say we don't have compassion as Republicans for these migrants that are fleeing food insecurity and cartel violence and corrupt governments. Sadly, they're winding up in liberal cities where they're met with what? Food insecurity, cartel violence, and corrupt governments. Okay, country's a mess, you guys. Big mess. But understand, we're in this position because of the political posturing on the left. They said walls were racist and evil, even after they themselves voted twice for border wall funding under Bush and again under Obama. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they did you. They voted for it under Obama. The white folks did. 
And now Trump was like, build a wall. And the Democrats were like, that's racist. We should be building bridges and not walls. Come on, man. That's what they said. Okay, but understand, what are they doing? Building a wall and telling you in the next breath, they don't want to build a wall. They have to build a wall. I mean, here is Peter Ducey getting into it with Corrine Jean-Pierre, clip three. As a candidate, President Biden didn't say there will not be another foot of wall constructed that uh, except what was appropriated in 2019. He said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So something changed. What? You want us to break the law. Is that what you want? You want us to not comply with the law. I'm not. I'm, I'm asking about. But you want us to not comply it. with the law. You want us to not be in administrations that follow you the guys rule of law. You do this all the time. The student loans, uh, the student loan forgiveness program. Uh, you went to court to fight for that. If this is such a problem, building 20 miles of wall, why not just go to court? We went to Congress. The Congress appropriates why the funding. Go, why not Congress, fight them more? Congress appropriates the funding. We asked them to not use that funding for that particular purpose. They denied it. And now we're complying with the law. Oh, man. That is a lie. Again, okay, understand. The Biden administration, this is courtesy of the Hill. Biden administration waiving 26 federal laws to allow border wall construction in Texas. So when you hear KJP go, it's the law. What do you want us to do? Break the law? Well, we're not just going to break the law. I mean, come on. What are we going to do? Break the law? She is so bad at her job. Okay. Why? Because they're breaking 26 laws. They're waiving 26 laws to build this thing faster. So on one end, they're like, well, we got to build it. The law says we got to build it, and we respect the law. On the other end, it's this wall we don't want to build. Well, we're going to build it so quickly by waiving 26 laws. Okay, they're breaking the law to build the wall. Okay, just the way they say they're honoring the law to build it, they're also breaking it. So if this was really about not wanting to build a wall, they wouldn't be building a wall right now. He knows what he's talking about. Let alone rushing the construction. Okay, they're rushing the construction of this wall. They need it because they look at the numbers. Here's the article. The Biden administration announced Wednesday 26 federal laws were waived to allow border wall construction in Texas, marking the administration's first use of an executive power often used by former President Trump to fund projects along the southern border. The wave laws will help expedite the construction of barriers and roads in Star County, Texas, which is experiencing high illegal entry. This, according to the Department of Homeland Security, said in a statement posted to the U.S. Federal Registry. Okay, so do you understand the Department of Homeland Security justified waiving the laws, breaking the laws, throwing them out the window, okay, to build this wall they supposedly don't want even faster. Democrats are so full of crap. I mean, what are we talking about here? Okay, if your least favorite food is meatloaf and you're leaving work and you call your wife and she's like, hey, I'm making meatloaf for dinner. You don't speed home to get there. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, you hope for traffic. You might even stop at a drive-thru and not tell her about it along the way. But you don't speed home to do the thing you don't want to do. The Democrats are speeding home to do the thing they want us to believe they don't want to do. Can you imagine being that stupid? No, it is weapons-grade stupid, and it's shameless. But you understand the reason I come back to this is we have had 
a record level of people die of fentanyl deaths because of their indifference to securing the border. Okay, we have had a two billion dollar human trafficking ring operating at our southern border that's been so effective, sadly, that we have 85,000 children missing in this country right now that are feared to be a part of the sex trade. They're unaccounted for children. Do you remember when AOC went down to the border and cried? AOC is a dope. At the time, she was crying alongside a chain link fence because she didn't like the idea of family separation under Trump. Okay, the number of children separated from their guardians and adults under Biden is 50 times higher by stat. Are you hearing a word out of AOC about that? The answer would be no. No, in fact, she's calling for more of those policies. AOC is mad at Biden for building the wall to begin with. Okay, and she posted about it and said she's upset. Okay, the Biden administration was not required to expand construction of the border wall. And they certainly were not required to waive several environmental laws to expedite the building. The president needs to take responsibility for this decision and reverse course. And AOC is not wrong. Okay, they expedited the construction, but want you to believe they don't want to be doing what they're doing. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I mean, I say that to anyone who believes their take. AOC says, she further adds, a wall does nothing to deter people who are fleeing poverty and violence from coming to the United States. Walls only serve to push migrants into more remote areas, increasing their chances of death. That is a cruel policy. People are dying right now. Women are getting raped right now. People are drowning in the river right now. And you know who's dying on this side of the border? Hundreds of thousands of people from fentanyl. AOC is a pandering shill. Okay? She's an idiot. She is a TikToker who has a side hustle in Congress. But she is one of the cheerleaders who went to emotionalist platitudes when Trump tried to secure the southern border simply because it was politically viable. No human being is illegal. That's a great thing to say. So let him move into your house. Is anybody offering to? No. And again, nobody on the Republican side is saying, screw you migrants. They're saying, hey, could you come here legally? We got nine million people in line waiting to hear their asylum cases heard who came here legally filled out the paperwork, went through the proper channels, did all the right things, got work visas in some instances, and now you're telling me we're going to let 7 million illegals cut the line. That's not right. It's not right. Okay, so you understand the Bidens are encouraging the type of journey that results in death or human trafficking because they're allowing people to get in here illegally. When people get caught at our border, they get let in. So the message back home is not don't come, we got caught. The message is, yo, you ain't going to believe this. We got caught and they let us in anyway. What the hell did you just say? (laughs) What's going on? No, no, no. We got, oh, bummer. It sucks. I heard you got caught at the southern border. Yeah, that sucks. No, bro. They let us in. Do you understand? Well, no, no, we did get caught, but they let us in anyway. They gave us a check. They put us up in a free hotel room, and they kicked out a bunch of veterans so we could live illegally in the hotel. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. Okay, when it comes to border security, the message is not what you say. The message is what you do. And what they're doing is destroying the country. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be rapping with TV legend Kim Douglas. She joined me last Saturday night on Fox News Saturday Night. I will be hosting that show again on Saturday night, October the 28th, right here on the Fox News Channel. If you didn't hear the announcement yesterday, the promoters in Helena, Montana and Idaho Falls are moving those shows to the spring. That's stupid! Use your common sense! No, they're trying to fold them all in because I'm going on a big tour when my book comes out, my stand-up special drops. So for scheduling purposes on their end, it was easier to host those gigs in the spring. That's what I was told. So you'll see me on TV that weekend if you miss me. Uh, but if you want to meet me in person in Idaho Falls or Helena, Montana, it looks like it's going to be the spring. Uh, I will get a concrete date when we know a little bit more. 888-788-9910. If you want to hang out with me in the meantime, we are talking about the border wall. Uh, Steve is in Charlton, Oklahoma. Yo, Steve. Hey, Jimmy. My man. Always always listen, love listening to you. I'm a truck driver. Um, awesome. One of the things you are overlooking, which Mark Levin pointed out on Life, Liberty, and Levin over the weekend, and then he also talked about it yesterday, if Biden does not use this money to build the wall, it's a ground for impeachment without any investigation or anything else. It's an automatic done deal they wouldn't impeach him though uh is the thing it would be a full like levin is not technically wrong in his analysis but understand at the end of the day if biden wanted to slow roll this like he did with title 42 he fought the supreme court over title 42 okay he fought the supreme court over student loan forgiveness he could slow roll this biden is building the wall because they want to build the wall they want to see the numbers go down of illegal migrant crossings but they don't want to look like they built a wall it's a have it both ways they need the issue to go away but they don't want their voters to be mad at them because they claimed walls were racist and illegal for the past 5 years so it's a little yeah. bit of, it's a, it's a little bit of have it both ways they can understand this for a bunch of people who don't who say they don't want to build the wall and the law is forcing them to, let's not forget they're waiving 26 laws to build this thing faster, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it almost makes your head hurt. They're like, well, we got to build it. It's the law. But also we're going to break 26 other laws to build it faster. Isn't that a little crazy? Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you expect? They're Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, it's Friday night. You're on the open road. I'm very jealous of you right now. Uh, where are you trucking? Where are you heading towards? Uh, right now, I'm headed home. I'm. I'm that works. It, it, it's my weekend in. <laughs> oh, good for you. A weekend in sounds amazing, man. Uh, and I, I uh, can I tell you something? When I'm actually off, which is very rare, I like to do nothing. Doing nothing is very overrated, is it not? Yeah, it is. Uh, that's I, I like a big nothing. Like once I shoot this stupid stand-up special and get my book released, I will be doing nothing. Like you'll hear me on the radio, but in between that, not a damn thing, Steve. So you're welcome to come up to New York and do nothing with me anytime. All right, brother. <laughs> guess guess up that truck. That, that, that's the one place I tell him I will not go. Is dry, I will not drive. <laughs> <in New York. laughs> I don't blame you. All right, we'll stick to hanging out on the radio. Be well, Steve. We're back after this on Fox Across America. Ooh, the state of Iowa bending the knee and agreeing 
to forego its first-in-the-nation status and become a part of the Super Tuesday Democratic primaries. They are, of course, reconfiguring the DNC's nominating process to make South Carolina the first primary because it's the only state Biden is expected to win. They don't want him to start off with a loss in Iowa, a loss in New Hampshire, and then go down to South Carolina. That's how it happened last time. Biden was 0 for 4 in primaries. He won New Hampshire, and they were able to rally the party and get every single candidate to drop out and get behind Joe Biden. Okay, that was done at the behest of Nancy Pelosi and all the big fundraisers who promised all the candidates in the race at the time that they'd have a very large voice in a Biden administration. And lo and behold, all of them did. Pete Buttigieg went from being pothole Pete a guy who couldn't handle the roads in South Bend, Indiana, with a population of 100,000, into being in charge of every single road in America. This is ridiculous. But that's what happened. Pothole Pete became every road in America Pete because he agreed to drop out and endorse Biden. Bernie Sanders, a guy who hates capitalism so much he's made $10 million selling books and charging admission to lectures about why he hates capitalism, uh, was told he'd have a huge say in Biden's economic policies. And lo and behold, they kept that promise to Bernie. So what they're doing this time around is South Carolina wins a primary for whoever James Clyburn endorses because James Clyburn has an incredible amount of sway with black Democratic voters in his state. So with Clyburn throwing his weight behind Biden, it's a guaranteed win to start the primary process. When you're running a nominee who happens to be in his late hundreds, the last thing the Democrats need is for Biden to get primaried and start out 0-2. Because if that's the case, people are going to be like, enough already. Nobody wants the guy to run. 70% of the country says we're going in the wrong direction. Okay, we can't have this. So it's all about optics. They made South Carolina first. They told Iowa just shut up, talk to the hand. And lo and behold, that's what Iowa's doing. So Iowa will go first on the Republican part of town because they're not trying to manipulate the process to favor one candidate. Okay, but as far as the Democrats are concerned, Iowa can, you know, get to the back of the line with everybody else on Super Tuesday. Wild stuff. But one of the reasons they are manipulating this in the fashion that they have is because they're trying to reelect a guy if, in fact, Biden stays on the ticket that nobody wants running, let alone being in charge. You understand 72% of Americans think Biden is not cognitively fit to be doing this job. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. That's how the American people feel. Okay, understand that. You're hiring somebody that 72% of the board doesn't think is mentally fit. Could you imagine wherever you work right now, wherever you're listening right now, if the company you work at were like, all right, well, we got a guy applying to run the whole freaking company. Now, 72% of us don't think he's mentally all there, uh, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to let him run the company. Okay. That is totally absurd. It would never, ever happen unless you were trying to tank the company. But in this instance, 72% of the people do not want the guy who's currently in charge to be in charge again. I keep forgetting I'm president. Okay, but he is president. Okay, at least in name. So what they've had to do is shorten the track, indict the hell out of Trump so Biden doesn't have to run as much. It's It's called the courtroom variant. Last time around, we had a COVID variant where they were like, oh, no campaigning for Biden. We got this COVID. It's going to kill everybody. Let's do all the voting by mail. We're not going to do any rallies. 
And then they could just let the surrogates go out in the media and make the case for Biden. They didn't let Biden campaign for Biden because they didn't know what was going to come out of Biden's mouth when they stuck him in front of a microphone. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? This time around, they're shorting the nominating process to get him some easy wins early. They're indicting Trump 91 times so Biden doesn't have to campaign as much because the media will just campaign against Trump for him. Oh, we got this guy going to jail. He's on trial for everything. This is unbelievable. And that's what they're doing. Okay, and you got outlets like Newsweek running pieces about the biggest domestic threat facing our country are MAGA supporters. Wrong. Okay, I got to be honest. Nobody likes January 6th. It was bad. It was bad in real time. I condemned it on the air. But for you to tell me there is a comparison between January 6th and anything the Democratic Party did in the summer of 2020, I'm not saying the party per se. But the leaders in the Democratic Party, including Kamala Harris, encouraged people to bail out the violent protesters in Minneapolis after they burnt down 100 black-owned businesses in the near north of Minneapolis. The BLM riots of, uh, in 2020, okay, which caused over $42 billion in property—excuse me, $10 billion in property damage, $10 billion in property damage, claimed over 42 lives— That is the end responsibility of the Democrats weaponizing a narrative that every cop was racist and it was time to defund the police. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Oh, it's the word coming from the streets. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. It's the word coming from the streets. What the criminals want, you know, the people who don't like interacting with the cops, they want no more. Okay, you understand the Democrats have caused so much more violence and harm to the communities of this great country by weaponizing a rhetorical war against the police, cheering on a physical war against the police and fronting a financial war against the police. Right now, the end of the result of which was major municipalities like New York and Los Angeles and Seattle. Okay, places like Milwaukee cutting police budgets, Philadelphia, Baltimore, place with soaring crime stats. Cut the police budgets because the Democrats said every single cop was a racist and we might as well just get rid of them. No three words in the English language have ever added up to a larger pile of stupid than the words, than the phrase defund the police. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And you understand as they continued to cheer that on, it emboldened the violent protesters who burnt down cities. Yes, who killed people. And who to this day have driven a lot of good qualified applicants off of the police force. They had a 44 percent early retirement exodus on the force. Right now they're waiving the qualifications to be a cop because most people who are qualified don't want to take the gig. Okay, and in the summer in which everybody was attacking cops and burning down police stations and starting pretend countries out in Seattle, the Democrats were cheering them on every inch of the way. So you understand when it comes to political violence, you know, yes, Donald Trump supporters, oh, blah, blah, blah. I get the headline. Okay, but there is no comparison between what Republicans did at the Capitol on January 6th and what Democrats were doing around the country in multiple cities in the summer of 2020. But since we're focused on Washington, when it comes to January 6th, don't ever forget 
that the Democrats threw so many bricks and rocks at Secret Service agents outside the White House that over 130 of them had to be treated for physical wounds. They had to build an extra fence around the White House. When the Democrats and the media say, we've never seen anything like January 6th, sure they have. They've just never acknowledged that it was a thing. Okay, but this is where we are. They're reconfiguring the primary process to get Biden some early wins. They're declaring war on Trump supporters along the way. Hillary says it's time to be deprogrammed. And they have to do this because there's no sale. They can't say vote for us because we're doing a good job. Okay, right now they're back to building a border wall. Okay, let me give you this exchange yesterday. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre. Okay, talking to Peter Alexander about the need to build the wall. It is clip six. So who's right, the statement from the DHS secretary overnight or the president's comments today saying they don't work? So a couple of things. Yes, it showed up on the register today, but the announcement, it, this is not new. This is from six months well, ago. Well, it is new because the waiving of the laws actually didn't happen. <laughs> but it was, it, this is something that uh, was out back, that the DHS was put out back in, in, uh, in, in six months ago. Well, so wait, and now wait, they announced. Did they no, waive the laws six months ago? Well, what I'm saying is DHS announced this back in, in June that the agency would do so. They actually said that they would do that oh come on oh shut up woman okay did you hear peter alexander's okay statement this you know kjp's like oh this isn't a big deal the dhs said it was going to do it back in june they're waiving 26 laws they announced that overnight to build this faster okay those are not the actions of people who don't want to build the wall bingo okay so understand when he asked, is there a disagreement between Biden and Mayorkas? Mayorkas said, hey, large number of crossings. we got to waive 26 laws and build the wall. And then Biden was like, no, walls don't work. What's going on? Why are they doing that? They're doing that because they desperately need a wall in that area. They know it works. Okay, but they don't want to own the fact that they lied and gaslit the country about the idea of building a border wall under Trump. And they want their idiotic supporters to still believe their hand was forced. And the sad reality of the country right now is people want their side to win so bad that Democrats, by and large, are defending Biden. Well, the law, the law forced them to. Okay. well, what about the fact that they're breaking 26 other laws so they can build it? I think he's got a point. Yeah. And what is the point again and again and again? It's that they're all full of. Okay. if you're telling me the law is the reason it's being built but you're breaking 26 laws to build it, okay, your record is 1 in 26. You are not aligned with the side of the argument that respects the law. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, but Biden is trying to stand by his principles, yet completely abandon them when it comes to building the wall. Okay, the person who's trying to stand their political ground and stick with their original position happens to be none other than AOC. AOC is a dope. Weapons grade stupid. Okay, but here she is on Instagram. Like I said, she's an Instagrammer who has a side hustle as a congresswoman. Here she is last night talking to her followers, saying Biden needs to reverse course. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a broken promise. But additionally, let's say you completely disagree on this. You could build a great big Trumpy wall on the entire U.S. southern border, and it's still not going to fix this problem. And I'll tell you why. The U.S. and U.S. foreign policy is contributing to the displacement of millions of people in South America to begin with. And if we do not address the migrant crisis at its root, 
It is still going to continue to be a problem. And if you have the displacement of millions of people, it is going to continue to destabilize the entire region. I mean, she's so stupid. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, she has none. We're living in the death of shame. We say, oh, they're coming. It's the U.S. foreign policy that's forcing them to come here from their countries to begin with. (laughs) Dude, they're coming here from their countries because they're getting in. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Nothing else. Nothing to do with conditions in their country. If conditions in their country are horrific, okay, they're not going to come here if they don't think they can get in. But they're coming here because NGOs and other proxy entities are funding their trips to the United States. They want them here in this country. And yes, they do ultimately want them as a voting block. But when people like AOC try to get out there and make, well, it's because of the broken immigration system. Dude, the broken immigration system, okay, is something that consists of laws. If these people respect our laws, they don't break them to get in the country to begin with. You are correct, sir. But they're breaking our laws because they know nothing's being done. Okay, a wall sends a strong message, as would reinstating the Remain in Mexico policy, that we are serious about forcing people to come here legally. You know, like the people waiting in line who did all the right things but are now being cut by 7 million people because AOC wants you to believe it's more humane to let people get smuggled into the country. No, we don't need a wall. We don't need to secure the border. Let all these human traffickers that have made $2 billion a year off the border keep smuggling people in. Come on. Who doesn't like a bunch of migrants suffocating in the back of a tractor trailer? Am I right, you guys? Let's acknowledge what the consequence of this open border has been, man. I am not supposed to be the serious dude on the radio. That's not this jo- the show. This show sounds like I get paid in whippets and brownies. Okay, that's what it sounds like 99% of the time. Oh, whippets and Pillsbury. That's what, look at that guy. We've seen him on TV. He's a mess. Okay, that's what the show's supposed to sound like. But what's going on right now, it's like so disingenuous and it's destructive to the people they're pretending to care about. You know, when AOC gets out there and it's a mistake, Biden should reverse the policy. Why? So more women can get sexually assaulted trying to cross this border illegally so more people can drown in the river? The problem is we've elected a bunch of people who have no idea what they're talking about. But they're so consumed with being Instagram influencers that they'll ratchet up any type of motion they can while they're cooking their mac and cheese so their people will click like and follow them and give them more clout on the hill. But the more clout people get on the hill, like AOC, the more screwed the rest of us are.
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon. It's Friday. Kim Douglas is coming by. Lincoln Fallon is coming by. You are welcome as well. 888-788-9910. Country's on best right. We got a good weekend. A lot of college football going down. You've got Lincoln's, uh, you know, Jenny Fallon's Buckeyes are hosting Maryland tomorrow at home. The Red River Shootout. My goodness, if you're on KLBJ in Austin, you probably want to punch all my listeners on KRMG in Tulsa or the Eagle down there in Oklahoma City. Good goodness, we got some big football action. I'm excited. I'm ready to rumble. We need a distraction from all the politics. Everybody's so worked up. And I am one week away. We're down to like, like literally like a handful of seats at the Paramount. If anybody wants to go, at this point it'll sell out. It's a huge venue, and it's a very high honor to sell out something that big. But if you're listening locally and you want to go, you have to get your tickets like today. Um, after that, you know, I'll, I will feel bad. Uh, but I won't feel bad because I, sh- I have plugged this. Oh, my God, up and down and sideways. Every Fox show, radio show, weather app. Just a straight sandwich board for the last month to bang this thing out. Uh, and now there's nothing left to do but get out there and sing the hits, put on a jacket from my overweight figure skate collection, and get out there and do a couple of double lutzes. That's what's happening. But in the next hour, Lincoln Fela first previews the weekend in high school football. Kim Douglas previews the NFL relationship between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Buckle up. It's going to get rowdy. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. And here we go. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America. Kim Douglas is going to be here. She's a TV legend. She was on Fox News Saturday night with me last Saturday. And uh, we became fast friends. And I'm excited to get her back on the show because she knows a lot of celebrities. And, you know, it's a lot of headlines surrounding this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. To be honest, most of this audience doesn't care at this point. Uh, But it is moving major markets in the NFL and in music. And it's Friday, and I'm tired of fighting with everybody about politics. So you'll get some Kim Douglas, and you'll get some Lincoln Fela, who will stop by and preview this weekend's matchup for the 3-1 and Clark Rams, coming off back-to-back shutout wins. They beat Division Avenue High School, my alma mater, 46-0. 46-0, my Blue Dragons. That was embarrassing. Whatever. And we decided, I don't know, all right, they're riding high against Division. I'm sure, you know, Mineola will give them a hard time. Not even close! They beat Mineola 40 to nothing. So the Clark Rams have outscored their opponents 86 to nothing in the last two contests, so... Take these picks seriously. The link man's hot right now. Number 64, defensive end, starts on the offensive line as well. He's playing really good with a lot of intensity, and you can see how it impacts the players around him. Uh, You know, their quarterback's phenomenal. They have great players on defense. I'm just telling you in general, though, you really do set a tone with a good leader out there, and it's, it's so thrilling to me as a dad just to watch him kind of grow into that leadership position because it carries a lot of weight if people buy into your leadership. And it's funny because there's a parallel going on right now when it comes to the Republican Party. So Jim Jordan threw his hat in the ring, 
and said, hey, I didn't want to be speaker. I endorsed McCarthy. I think it's wrong that he's out. But I'm going to go be speaker and try to unify the party and stand up for the things we care about as a party and try to use the power we have in the House of Representatives to hold the Biden administration accountable. That's what he decided. Well, last night, the guy who is the actual de facto leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, announced that he was throwing his full weight and support behind Jim Jordan. Okay, that's where we find ourselves as we get underway. And now that we know that's a thing, as you would imagine, the media going full bore, assaulting the character of Jim Jordan. It started right away on The View. The View is awful. Are they ever? But Alyssa Farah, who worked in the Trump administration, who appeared on our air on this show, was on TV a bunch here at Fox and would love to have been hired by Fox and who have been a personality here, uh, wound up getting the job as the Republican on The View. Okay, and being the Republican on The View is like being a chicken that serves on the board at Popeye's. You're not exactly operating with your fellow chicken's best interest in mind. That's true. That is true. Don't get me wrong. Megan, M- Megan McCain stood her ground on The View, okay? And she did push back from time to time. She wasn't a big fan of Trump. But the minute she started taking conservative positions, the producer at The View were like, uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. So they're going right in on a guy like Jim Jordan. Okay, because, again, if he's going to be the nominee, if he's going to be the ultimate speaker of the House, then the only way the Democrats can push back against that is to tell you he's a terrorist. He's the worst guy in the world. We're all going to die. Here is Sonny Halston talking to Alyssa and the gang about Jim Jordan being a terrorist. Clip 23. I will just say about Jim Jordan, you know, um, he has been called by his own party, by John Boehner, a political terrorist. He's also been linked to the Ohio State sexual abuse scandal. I testified in front of Congress about something so simple, cameras in courtrooms. He came in late. He looked disheveled. Oh, that's a terrorist. And he immediately was screaming and yelling and terrorized me and the other experts on the panel. And describing him as a terrorist is exactly that. He's a chaos agent, (laughs) and it came out of nowhere, and he had no command of the subject that we were talking about, which made it even scarier. So to have him, the thought of him being the Speaker of the House, I think leads to more chaos. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Like, I'm in pain. Sonny Hostin saying, he showed up late, he looked disheveled, and describing him as a terrorist is exactly that. Okay, guys, a terrorist knocked down the World Trade Center. You understand? A terrorist, suicide bomber, that blew themselves up in Baghdad, and, you know... Terrorists blew themselves up in Afghanistan. Terrorists blew themselves up (laughs) in Israel. Okay. Jim Jordan comes on this show constantly. Okay. Has he ever committed an act of terrorism? The answer would be no. But do you see how this is the thing? When you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Okay. The Democrats trot out big, scary, terrible words because they don't have the facts. Put up or shut up. No, no. They can put up, but they won't shut up. That's the problem. Do you know how insulting it is to victims of actual terrorism to say Jim Jordan, the guy who comes on this show all the night, 
all the time and talks to me about the Reds and the Bengals and drinking Natty Lights and the guys on his press team having a gambling problem and being a little goofy. The guy that's always joking around about Lincoln and my family and the 4th District. of that Wait, that guy is a terrorist? I mean, dude. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. I mean, beyond dumb, though. But it's patronizing, and it's insulting to people's intelligence. But this is their starting point in the negotiation. They want to start with terrorist. She invoked Ohio State wrestling. Has Jim Jordan ever been charged with anything related to Ohio State wrestling? The answer would be no. No. Okay, again, another thing. It's like the Russian P-tape that the Democrats cook up, but they never actually can make the connection of culpability. And again, understand this. I don't run the Jim Jordan Radio Defense Fund. I don't owe him that. He's a big kid. He'll do it himself. But the reason they're here at this point in the negotiation is because they are horrified, horrified by the idea of a Jim Jordan, horrified because he's effective. If you watch him in those oversight hearings, you watch him on the Judiciary Committee anyway, you know how effective he is in prosecuting the case against the Democrats. You know when he comes on here and was talking about the Mueller probe and could break down dates and documents and times and contradictions and testimonies and warrants and stonewalling efforts and everything in between, he has an ability to articulate okay, positions on these issues and underscore the fundamental truths about these issues that horrifies the Democrats. I agree with that. Oh, horrifies them. They loved McCarthy. McCarthy was an establishment shill, you know, a go-along-to-get-along fundraiser. This is not Jordan's natural background. Jordan's natural background is he's Mike Singletary, okay? He is a fierce linebacker patrolling the line of scrimmage and taking on anybody who dares breach it. So it's a different role, but it's a role he steps into if he gets the gig with so much respect, bolstered by a Trump endorsement. It's going to be very hard to beat him, number one. But number two, it's going to be really hard for the Democrats to roll him the way they've rolled other House speakers like McCarthy, the way they've rolled the John Boehners of the world. Okay, Jordan is their worst nightmare if he steps into that position. You know, the only thing that would be possibly worse than that would be Trump if he truly wanted to gig because, you know, their entire life revolves around Trump. Every second of the Democrats. Like, but did you see what Trump said? And they're like, ma'am, all we asked was welcome to McDonald's. How can we help you? You know, they just work them into every conversation, everything they're doing. Like, it's not healthy. Monroe is out in Carson City, Nevada. I'm heading there December 2nd. Yo, Monroe. You better show up and don't cancel. <laughs> I didn't cancel in uh, Idaho Falls and Montana. They just moved it. I know, Bubba. I know you got rescheduled to the spring. But I will be there. Carson City, December 2nd. Like, it's a thing. So you better show up. Get your game face on. Oh. You better believe it. Love it. Uh, so what do you right, think you, you want? Yeah, give it to me. Hey, Trump should do it. He should get in there Ooh. just like your brother-in-law's got a an inn at his convenience store. Get in there. Show your face. He'll be up in the sauce and maybe flip some of those Democrats Ooh. because, I mean, he'll get stuff done. And they're like, hey, this guy ain't so bad after all. <laughs> so you they think- already flipped the script on the border. Yeah. Well, no, you're not wrong to say that if he got in there, had the power of the person, did some shrewd business things, 
you know, they might be able to get stuff done. But it's not as overwhelming as you think just because the Democrats have the Senate. So he'd be limited. Uh, so I think it would be a bit of a circus. But you're essentially saying he should treat it, though, like a job audition in terms of going into the swamp and just confronting them head on for a short period. Uh, yes, until he's president again, then pass the buck to Jordan. But, uh, okay. you know, he'll get his name up there. And then I was I had my mind on another tangent, but then. I forgot. Now, let's hold on now. Okay, fair. Very fair. Okay, and it's Friday. Trump happens to be a big fan of Dean DeLulu, who who owns the Carson Nugget. Okay, so if you make Trump Speaker of the House, that removes any chance of him coming to hang out with us at the Nugget. What do you think we do here? (laughs) Who, Trump's going to hang out with us? I mean, would you rather have Trump at the Nugget, or would you rather have Trump in the House of Representatives? In the House. Really? In the house. Are you He'll k- get stuff done and just. I don't know. I mean, you don't, it would you, be awesome. But you don't want to see Trump sitting in that Batmobile at the Carson Nugget? Oh, I want to see him on the on the chopper. <laughs> right by the blackjack table. Thank you. I'm just telling you, Trump would look good on that. You're sending him off to D.C. I'm trying to recruit the guy to the Nugget. Whose side are you on, Monroe? Come on, man. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That you know, I changed my mind. Yep. Well, he's endorsing. We get a couple selfies. Thank you. He's endorsing Jordan, which means he probably just wants to go to the Nuggets. So I'll keep you posted. uh, But I look forward to seeing you in December, brother. All right, man. I'll be there. Great. Bells on. Can't wait. Let's get him, buddy. I'll see you out there. There goes the great Monroe in Carson, Nevada. That gig is December the second. If you guys want to get up to speed on my comedy really quick, because you know, God, it'd be nice if I. If I, uh, you know, plugged it once in a while on the show. <laughs> next next Friday, we shoot my special at the Paramount. Friday night, October the 13th. Uh, and then I go out on the road again in November. That's when I hit the road. It'll be November 11th with Kennedy. We will be performing at the Stanley Theater. So if you're listening on WIBX up in Utica, let's go. Okay, we took Fat Cats on steroids. We took it to the theater. It's going to be gangster. Okay, and then I'm heading down the following weekend to Naples, Florida. Hey, girl, I'm at the Off the Hook Comedy Club Friday night, November the 17th, Saturday night, November the 18th. Going to be absolutely nuts. Then I'll be in town for Thanksgiving. Then I go out to the Carson Nugget December the 2nd, Lookout World. Okay, then we're heading down to see the KTBB folks December the 10th, uh, and then we will be down at the Palm Beach Kennel Club And that is Saturday night, December the 16th. The Palm Beach Kennel Club will be hanging out with Sully and the gang. So you got a lot of action if you want to hang out with Jimmy Fallon. And if you want to see me and Lincoln at a Steelers game, uh, it is Saturday night, December the 23rd. We're going to be getting pretty rowdy in Pittsburgh. But right now, I am here with you uh, the rest of the way. 888-788-9910. More of your calls after this on Fox Across America. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. We're talking about the speaker battle in Washington. Here is Blake in Tyler, Texas. Yo, Blake. Yeah, hey, Jimmy, I'd love to see Donald Trump become the next speaker of the House. Ooh, okay. Because um, 
and this is because of the State of the Union address, we know that the Speaker of the House sits directly behind the president where he's seen on camera all the time. <laughs> and I could see Trump with his big humorous grin on his face and a couple puppets doing a punch and Judy behind Biden. <laughs> and I could see Biden telling jokes and thinking they're so funny because the Congress is just absolutely falling out. So he Biden would do another bad joke and another bad joke, and then finally somebody would have to come up and rectify the situation. That's what I would like to see. Well, they wouldn't actually let Trump speak, but you know what? You've sold me on the idea of Biden giving a State of the Union with Trump sitting over his shoulder, like, shaking his head. That would be funny. I, yeah, I well, hadn't Punch even given Judy that any thought. doesn't speak. Yeah, Punch no. Judy. I know. Judy. Well, I was, they don't speak. So that's he a good could point. Do it. He would, you know, I mean, remember when Nancy Pelosi sat And she ripped up Trump's the speech. Speech. She tore his speech in half. Wow. Right there while he was doing the State of the Union speech. Now, the shoe would be on the other foot, and I'll tell you what, they're not going to like it because it's going to have a tack in it. Well, <laughs> be great if Biden's giving his speech and Trump is sitting behind him selling Trump wine and Trump steaks. He's just holding up products. Uh, Blake, all right, you've, you've, I've reversed course. I thought Jordan was the best guy for the job. For one State of the Union, I want Trump to take the gig for one night. Can you meet That's me halfway right. on that? Fair. Yeah, All right. Least. I'll tell Jordan to keep going. Uh, but do you want Trump to be the speaker for other reasons, or do you just want him to clown the Democrats? Well, actually, historically, the speaker of the House was the president of the United States. That's who George Washington was. Uh -huh. But gradually, they, they, they decided to create a, a, um, a third executive branch that would separate itself from the Speaker of the House. But, yep. um, he, you know, as a Speaker of the House, he presided over Congress. That's what president stands for, preside. Yep. He presided over Congress. That's why we have a president. We, should, we need to have a Congress, though. Well, but we've got to have a Congress that has some kind of integrity. Well, I, I agree with you there. If, but if Trump heard this phone call, he might rescind his endorsement of Jim Jordan, just so you know. So. Well, that would be all right with me. <laughs> Blake, I'll see you in East uh, Texas. Oh, he'd be, on, he'd be on TV a lot of times, you know. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He likes his TV. All right, Blake, we're heading to East Texas in December. I'll see you there, brother. Uh, 888-788-9910. Kim Douglas coming up. Lincoln Fail is coming up. You know, when you think about the speaker deal, Trump has thrown his full weight behind Jordan. Scalise still campaigning for the gig. You know, there's a couple of people out there, Speaker Pro Tem, Patrick uh, Henry, uh, McHenry, talking about running himself. And uh, the reality is, whoever this person is, there has been a message sent. Okay, message one is that, yes, Matt Gates is a clown. Okay, but message two is people are on Matt Gates's side when it comes to blowing up the establishment and trying to get a more hardline conservative speaker in there. Okay, say whatever you want about Gates, but McCarthy did not have his, okay, party in line. Okay, if he did, he would have survived what was essentially a recall. Okay, Nancy Pelosi wasn't even in the room, and she got all 208 Democrats to vote the same way. Not a single Democrat dissented from Nancy Pelosi's edict. Okay, the Republicans lost eight votes, and in the end, that was enough to cost, uh, you know, McCarthy his speakership because he didn't have the power. It took him 15 tries to get confirmed, 15 tries. And then he finally got confirmed by agreeing to the one-vote threshold that would allow somebody like Gates to recall him if he wanted to get rid of him. What an idiot. Yeah, that's what McCarthy did. And in the end, 
He actually trusted Nancy Pelosi when she said, don't worry, I'm not going to turn on you. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Not smart. So as we head into the weekend on the serious side of things, the Democrats are full of it about the wall. They're not only building one, but they're waving and breaking 26 laws to build it faster. So, yes, they want to build the wall. Okay, the House Speaker going to be a little bit of a food fight, but it looks like Jordan's going to take it. Okay, and as it pertains to everything else, okay, it's football time. You got Lincoln coming up. Kim Douglas knows every celebrity in Hollywood. She's going to take us inside this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift fiasco, and we're going to do some good old-fashioned silly radio after this on Fox Across America. It is Friday in the greatest country in the world. They're playing Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe as a throwback jam, if ever there was one. The people are in a loose mood. They're in a good mood, okay? Because people, you know, they're out there. You live in America. You're doing all right. You know, could be worse. You know when you talk about, like, terms like the 1%? Okay, Bernie Sanders likes to say the 1%. If you live in this country... You're living in the world's 1%. Correct the mundo. You hit the lottery. You live in the greatest country in the world. I mean, good gosh. People are practically bursting into song. If you watched Fox News Saturday night last Saturday night, if you watched that show, okay, then you've probably heard everyone. Everyone. It's like there was one woman stole the show. Like they, they stole the show. People are actually coming up to me on the street. They're like, hey, did you see that Kim Douglas show on Fox? I was like, yo, I hosted that show. But joining me now on the line, the woman who stole it from me. Let's see if she'll give it back. TV's Kim Douglas is here. Hey, girl. Oh, stop. Go on. Jimmy, stop. Go on. Listen, if you can't hear me, it's because my producer is printing up a new resume that adds your appearance to my show on it. I love it. I see it now. Jimmy and Kimmy take New York. I mean, I see it already. You are a rock star. Stop it. Jimmy and Kimmy take New York is like, let's say this is the deal, okay? Because it's a good pitch for a reality show. Let's go. We met last week on Fox doing a TV show together. The whole premise of this show is we became fast showbiz friends, and now we're trying to pitch some other entity. So rather than, but here's the deal. We don't need to get actually land a show. We need to make a show about us trying to land a show. You land dig? Land a show. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely. But we have to be way more outrageous than we are. Oh, so yeah, well. We'll have to come up with something. You could commit a crime, and I could go back to my old roots of being a stripper in Vegas. And whoa! And we have something. Well, listen, <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy I, love how, I love how you phrase that as if you're not still stripping. Good for you. I, well, you know, things aren't as good. As they used to good, be. I'll just put it that good, way. Good for you. Some of you might recognize Kim from her stage name, Cinnabons. <laughs> but she joins us now on the line. Just, I think you just called me fat. No, you not did. at all. Yeah, Cinna- you, Cin- you said I look like a Cinnabon. No, you I did not. I, lo- I heard it. Cinnabons would be, I think it's a term of endearment. When you think of how much Americans like Cinnabon, oh, okay. I mean, if that's your no, stage right. name, it's. I didn't call you it's Whopper. True. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. You're right. You got me there. We got a stripper named Big Mac on the phone. Uh, no, Kim Douglas. <laughs> Don't come at me with that nonsense, uh, okay, but it's, right, just, it's right. just good to hear your voice. Okay, so listen. You too. The reason we owe this to the American people is you hatched a theory on the show last week about the yeah. Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey thing that we Trailer. all laughed at on the show, but we had yeah. so much to get to, we didn't really give it its due deference, okay? No. Your no. theory of why Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, if I yeah. understand this correctly, is because she's actually no. trying to sabotage the Chiefs because she's an Eagles fan. Is that how you said it? Exactly. Okay, explain exactly. this to our audience uh, because they're not all higher at a bar right now. There's like three of them that are sober. I- There you go. There you go. Well, first off, let me just say this, Jimmy, and it's true. You know, it's going around Hollywood right now that she is the only, Taylor Swift is the only person that could beat Donald Trump in (laughs) the presidential election. It really is true. That really is all over the Internet. That's funny. So that's kind of interesting. I want to go on record as saying I think she's great. She's so talented. I think she's a really good role model for our young women. She's beautiful. She's all of that. But what I just don't get, Jimmy, is that... Like, she's so about climate change and about all kinds of social issues, which is all great. Mm. But then I read that she's 178 days on a private plane. <laughs> One, I mean, you know, the hypocrisy just, it, it's just so, yep. it's so hard for me to take. So no in, in fun, I really did come up with this strategy that like, okay, so maybe she's really this Eagles fan and she really does. What does she also do, Jimmy? Her hobby is to bake. She's uh-huh. a baker. So she starts making all these treats for Kelsey. And um, <laughs> then she gets him a little bit fat. She's in bed, so to speak, not literally, with the brother, Jason. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up having uh, concocting a plan that he can win the Super Bowl. And she ends up, I know Usher's book to be the uh, halftime, the guy. halftime, but he at the last minute falls out. She <laughs> takes over. She writes a song and says she's going to break up with him in the middle of halftime. Whoa. While the two teams yeah, are playing. He falls to his knees in absolute despair, cannot go on, finish the second half. <laughs> she ends up singing her last song is Mastermind. The Eagles win. Jason, the brother, gets the most valuable play. He's wearing the ring and has the trophy. He winks at Taylor and the Eagles win. Is that really so far-fetched? Is it, Jimmy? Is it so far-fetched? All right, listen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and say I find it wildly entertaining, but the reason I do think it is far-fetched is I think you're yeah. underestimating just how much NFL players get laid on the road. He doesn't care if Taylor Swift yeah, disappears. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't no. care. He doesn't care. He like listen. He's really? enjoying this. They like they like you know they like the yeah. idea of there's a lot of attention. But Taylor right. Swift's uh, excuse me, yeah, the, the impression Taylor Swift made on Travis Kelsey's mom was not overwhelming. She did a show earlier today and said it was okay meeting her. Oh. She goes, oh, I was okay. Oh, really? She, yeah, she didn't oh, say like she's God. amazing. Yeah. So, I'm telling you, this is the thing. Like, Taylor and the Swifties, as you know, again, immensely talented. She's a very passionate fan base. But Travis Kelsey, nonetheless, is one of the faces of the NFL and one of the most successful teams in the league. I don't think he cares. Like, I don't I, I don't think you can care when you have that yeah. much at your disposal. Like, you think of the Mick Jagger thing. Mick Jagger could yeah. get so many women that he started right. sleeping with David Bowie instead. <laughs> it's like, you know what? <laughs> it's like... 
<laughs> you know, sometimes right. you have too many options to care. That's too the problem. Many. You know, true. and the rumor is also going around, Jimmy, and I mean this with the most respect to women mm-hmm. and that um, he has been known. Travis has been known to really like curvier gowns with larger Cinnabons. Cinnabons. That, that, it, it all, look at how we just if we're not the two stars that are shining right now, we just <laughs> took this right back to Cinnabon. Look how we just took it so, right back. So this ends so, actually in real life with Travis dumping <laughs> Taylor Swift for a gal named Cinnabons. Okay. There you go. There you go. T- Taylor. No, but his yeah, previous ahead. girlfriend. Oh, Don't you re- yes. His previous girlfriend was a curvier girl. She was a little more junk in the trunk, if Boom. you will. And yeah, one of the strippers that I danced with in uh, Vegas, you, mm-hmm. you do know that I never was a stripper in Vegas, right? My mom and dad are listening to this. I'm a good Christian girl. Yes. I went to Oral Roberts University. Mm-hmm. I never was a stripper. But mm-hmm. uh, more junk in the trunk is what Travis really liked. And Taylor doesn't have that. She has a lot of things, but uh-huh. well, she doesn't have that. Kim Douglas joining us on the line. She is not a stripper for anyone who's confused. No, thank you, Jimmy, co- correct, for my parents. Correct term was adult dancer. I just want to make sure we're showing you <laughs> we're showing you the respect you deserve. Okay? It's an art thank form. You. These are gentlemen's clubs. Okay? That's you, right. They call never, them strip yeah, clubs. It it's very reductive to say strip club. It is a gentleman's club. You must be wearing a collared shirt while these women wear nothing because you're a gentleman. It's never. Thank you. Never happened, you guys. Never in a million years. That, never happened. That's but why we love it. Um, listen, there you go. I do want you to know this. Uh, having done one one night of TV with you, uh, my yes. my my fan base does love you, and they're they're clamoring for oh. a reunion. So we do have to work that out. My, my fan base loves you. They think you're the funniest guy in town. You oh, really are. Stop it, Kim Douglas. I will send. You, I will send you the twenty bucks for that later. You read it just Great. the way I told you to. Just the way I told yep. you to. Well, really quickly. Sure okay, my next West Coast stops. I'm actually going to. Re- I'm going to Reno, December second. I'm not in your hood till like February, but we'll be together. Okay, before but. Then. But we did a thing that Reno is the happiest place to move to or yes, has the happiest people member on your show. I and I do yeah. I actually do believe that. And the the reason I yeah, yeah the reason I say so, it's nice, it's outdoorsy. And yeah, doesn't space go a long way? Just space. It does. Absolutely. Space. You're and, so right. And I think that's the problem with like, you know, when people say like in New York, you know, big cities, they're not as friendly. Part of the reason yeah. why is there's just too many people around. You're just so agitated. I agree. Every, no, it's true. You're all jammed together. Thank you. I think this is what we're going to do. We're going to launch a Yellowstone spinoff where we're just going to buy oh. a ranch. Um, you know, it's it'll be called, you know, knowing the habits of some of my listeners, it'll be called Yellowstoned with an E-D at the end. <laughs> I love it. But a good show and nonetheless. So see, I already got absolutely. us our first script, Kim. You sure did. You are the Kevin Costner of this new series. <laughs> I love it. I can barely tell, tell you two apart. Listen, uh, gorgeous, I'm going to get sad about letting you go, but I know they're starting the Please two. Don't. I know they're starting the two for one dance at the horseshoe right now, and you got to get back on the main stage. A <laughs> girl's got to do what a girl's got to do, Jimmy. Uh, listen, you know? I, the rent don't pay itself, Kim Douglas. The rent That's don't pay right. itself. Tell me about it. If it if but it, I adore you, well, and adore it was you great to be with you. Honestly, it was well, just so much fun. Well, I'm, I promise my listeners we're going to do this every week. I've already made the promise, Please so don't do. make me look bad. All right. We'll talk, I won't at all. We'll talk offline, but thank you. We'll always have this, Kim Douglas. All right, darling. Bye, Thanks girlfriend. So much. See ya. There bye she bye. goes. The legendary, the lovely and talented Kim Douglas. Ah! 
Just a force multiplier of wonderful positive energy. It's the whole point of this show, okay? Be a dog with a job. You know, everybody's happy to see a dog walk into the room. Oh, there he is. Oh, who's a big Everybody's happy to see it coming because you have good energy. And everybody's happy to see a dog come into the room. Unless it's the dog at the White House, in which case you're like, oh. That can't be good. <laughs> you got to behave, Commander. Lincoln Fallon joins us next on Fox Across America. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. There it is. It's Friday on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And that can only mean one thing. Number 64, the captain. He left the house with a jersey on this morning. Tomorrow is game day. Today is our big preview. Lincoln Fallon joining us on the show. Hey, man. What's up? Fired up for other Rams? Yep. Riding high, the Rams coming off back-to-back shutouts. Mm-hmm. 46-0 over my high school, which is a fluke. That was not a fluke. <laughs> and last week, 40 to nothing over Mineola. Mm-hmm. How many T.J. Watt dances was the crowd treated to? I think two. Think Before two? the ref told me to stop. <laughs> but that, that ref was literally the nerd emoji. <laughs> That's what all my friends were saying on the sidelines. Like he was getting mad at everyone for everything. I blocked someone a second, maybe a second after the play, and he was just like, "64, hands off him, hands off him, hands off him." <laughs> you know, time was you could hit a guy after the play, right, Lincoln? Yeah, I, I old do, style. I do football. a lot of that. Lincoln. On like special teams and stuff. Yeah, all right, football. so have you taken my advice yet? So one thing Lincoln does when he knocks a guy down is he'll help him up, which is classy. And all the parents are like, oh, Lincoln's so sweet. But are you saying to him as you help him up, like, you ain't No, because you know, the ref will hear that. <laughs> you got to whisper it. Have you ever seen, like, the LT videos when he's mic'd up? He's like, son, you got to do better than that. Have you thought about that? I mean, sometimes I trash talk at the line if they're not blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have this weekend? I think Floral Park. Oh, and you're at home for that yeah. one? And your grandparents are going to be in town. Yeah. You got a lot of family. We've, we've heard Jonathan might show up with a terrible towel. Yeah. Can Jonathan, can cousin Jonathan still get past security at your sporting events? I don't know. <laughs> He's an adult now. So, I mean, I don't know. He might, it might be harder for him to get in. Jonathan's in his second year of college, but he cheers for Lincoln at football games, the way me and Lincoln cheer for Mickey Mouse at Disney World. So, Jonathan's 19, no, yeah, Jonathan's in a 19-year-old body, but he's probably like nine years old. Oh, he's hilarious. And uh, he's just, come on, Lincoln! Just scream and take his shirt off, and, you know, headbutt small children. When Lincoln and I go to Disneyland, we act like, you know, we might be special needs adults. Like, we're too excited to see Mickey, and we scream and high-five to the point that the guy in the costume runs away. So it might be an advantage. Would you say it's not a (laughs) costume? It's not a costume. It is Friday. Lincoln Fail is in studio. The Rams are riding high. They're 3-1 and one on the year. Okay. Back-to-back, rain-soaked monsoon. Back-to-back-to-back. Oh, is it going to pour tomorrow? Yep. But you guys are a, you guys are a wet-weather team. You yeah. even passed the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about this. There's a pasta dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. We're trying to size up this game for the gamblers. They've been riding high on your picks. There's a pasta dinner tonight. You guys play home tomorrow morning. Uh, your turf, you're telling me more rain. Mm-hmm. Ooh, give me a prediction on this game. Ooh. Us, 32 nothing. 32. You think the shutout streak rolls on. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because every time you've predicted the other team will score 14, they didn't score. You said 42-14, uh, 44-14 against division. 
and you beat them 46 nothing. So you spot your you know, points pretty close. Last week you said 42-7, but you didn't let up the 7. But now you are predicting a shutout. This could backfire. Uh, no, they're riding, they're riding high. The, Ram, the Rams are riding high. How did they look in practice? Really good. Really? It was like a sharp week, like the game film was good. Mm-hmm. They didn't uncover any deficiencies. No. Did you guys get made to run extra for any mouthy behavior? Like, these are the types of things that affect the outcome of no. the game. That's why I'm asking. Is anyone an in-school suspension? Not anymore. <laughs> are, you, are you telling the betters that there were some indiscretions earlier in the week? We won't name names, but yeah. you might have lost a few players. Yeah. So were people out for Mineola? Yeah. Oh, this is critical. So they beat Mineola 40 to nothing with a short staff. You're telling me in-school suspension is up. Full-staffed, mm-hmm. you guys will be in the game against Floral Park. That's the word on the street? Yep. Well, then we got to go all in on the Rams. I don't think there's any choice. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. All right, how about your Steelers? Play the Ravens at home. I mean, it's the Steeler way to lose by 24 to the Texans and come back and just beat the Ravens. Yeah, they'll probably be the first-place team. They'll probably win six out of seven now. Is Kenny Pickett healthy? Yeah, he's fine. Who would you take right now if you could have one guy starting under center for your team? Uh, would it be... Uh, the Kenny Pickett, the aforementioned Kenny Pickett, or would you take your quarterback, Matt Kurz? Matt Kurz. You would, right? Kenny Pickett is horrible. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, like, obviously Kenny Pickett's more talented. He's in the league, whatever. Uh-huh. But he doesn't, like, they don't throw the ball to their best receiver. They have, like, George- Their wide receiver one's injured right now, uh-huh. and George Pickens is getting five targets a game. And George Pickens is great, you guys, if you follow the NFL. Imagine you were watching the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan's on the wing, and they're like, pass it to Bill Wennington. <laughs> like they're not giving the ball to Jordan. Come or on. Or they run screenplays for negative five yards or do a halfback draw up the middle for negative one. Yeah, it's it's a, it's really hard to watch. Matt Canada, did you see that story that he might have a burner account, their yeah, offensive he coordinator? Used, he used his Steelers email. Like, Is that true? Work email so, the, so guys, the Steelers offensive coordinator, whenever he gets trashed online, he goes on, on the internet under a burner account and defends the guy. Yep. Like, nobody's defending the offensive coordinator except this one account that happens to be registered to his email. <laughs> I think he's really great, you guys. I think he's awesome. Alright, we gotta let you go, but before we do, uh, we pour out some of our 40 for the late grade Dick Buckus, who left us at the age of 80 uh, on Thursday night. How much, when you were a little kid, did you laugh when you heard there was a real name, Dick Buckus? So much. (laughs) You know when little kids go through a phase where any quirky word is now the most exciting thing in the world? When Lincoln heard that the Bears had a Hall of Fame linebacker named Dick Buckus, you laughed within like an inch of your life. That little kid laugh. So are we dedicating the Ram the, the game to Dick Buckus? Yeah. All right, give me the final one more time then. 32 nothing. you say? Yeah. All in on the Rams, ladies and gentlemen. Big Friday. Bidenomics has dragged down the economy. We're $33 trillion in debt. But it all turns around tomorrow thanks to Lincoln and the clock Rams. The show is over. We're back here Monday to do it again live. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You're the worst. Get him out of here. Get him out. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.